Welcome to Copyright Clearance and his podcast series. I'm Christopher Keneally for Beyond the Book. It's Friday, February 2nd, 2018. Our weekly guest on the show is Andrew Albanese, Publishers Weekly senior writer, who joins me today from Oslo, Norway, where he is attending an international meeting of trade book publishing reporters and editors. Welcome, Andrew. Good morning. <laughs> hey there, Chris. So, uh, you have been attending this very special meeting with some of our friends and some others we haven't had a chance to meet just yet, but it's an opportunity for you to get together and uh, kind of uh, do some inside baseball talking. What has it been about? Yeah, that's right. You know, it's you know, every year we get together and we talk about the things that are sort of going on in the publishing industry globally. Uh, we're being hosted by uh, Book 365, my friend Vebjorn Roan, who runs it here. He's been an excellent host with us so far. Um, we've had a very informative meeting, and I've learned quite a bit about the considerable literary tradition and the book business that exists here in Norway, and also about the state of the global publishing business. Well, we're all going to learn a lot more about uh, Norwegian book publishing uh, soon enough at Frankfurt Book Fair. You'll tell us more about that in a minute. But but first, what is the state of the publishing business globally as we head into 2018? Sure. So I'd say overall, the mood heading into 2018 is cautious. You'll remember last year at the Frankfurt Book Fair, Random House CEO Marcus Dole proclaimed that the business was stable and he touted the resurgence of print. In fact, touted the, the balance of print and digital uh, and that print had basically kind of come out on top and nobody would have thought that. But after years of a real really tough global recession. Dole's address in Frankfurt last year was almost like a celebration, right? I I have expected like a balloon drop and happy days are here again to play after he finished his speech. But as we head into 2018, we start to hit the hard part of the journey uh, with the global recession kind of over, but the economy still sluggish, the ebook market now established, but you know not really a disruptive threat, but still not quite taking off. And of course, political headwinds such as Brexit. Lots of people in Europe are wondering what happens now. And from the presentations that I heard today, uh, 2017 showed signs of flattening in many territories uh, in Europe, for print sales especially, after a few years of growth. Uh, And indeed, the last few years, it seems, were about reclaiming what was lost in the recession, and that was the good news. But can the book market grow going forward? We're not quite sure. So here's a little of what I heard specifically. Uh, From the UK, my friend Benedict Page at the bookseller, she said 2017 was an unspectacular year. Revenues were up slightly for UK publishers, but units actually decreased by almost 3%. So sort of a mirror image of what we've seen in the US market where units are up, but revenues are expected to be flat. And Benedict also spoke about what she called a trend void. That is no big new movement, like say uh, Paula Hawkins in the unreliable narrator genre that sort of buoyed sales a few years ago. Uh, You know, in 2015, we had our meeting in London, and Waterstone CEO James Dunn met with us to talk about the chain's resurgence. And now I think we've learned that Waterstones is possibly up for sale. So a lot can change uh, very quickly in this publishing environment. In uh, in France, our friend Fabrice Pio from Leave Hebdo reported that sales are down this year, 1.1%, even though we don't have full final numbers yet. Uh, In Germany, Thomas Wilking from Book Report reported that sales there were down 2% and said that, quite frankly, demand for books in Germany was clearly declining. 
There was a little bit of good news from Brazil. Carlo Carino reported that the economy there seems to be stabilizing, even if the political situation is still in turmoil. Uh, but that's, you know, offered publishers a chance for a little bit of growth there. And in Spain, too, uh, where the recession especially hurt the book business, uh, we expected that 2017, when they finished their final numbers, is going to show about 3 to 4% growth. Now, that is good news. 3 to 4% growth is pretty good. But you have to remember that Spain saw about 40% of its market go under uh, when the recession hit there. Um, so there's all that coming from Europe. And of course, as I said, really cool things happening here in Norway. Well, well, first of all, Andrew, I guess we have to ask you, because listeners may wonder themselves, why a gathering of trade book writers found its way to Norway? Is there something we all don't know about the book market in Norway that we should? There's a lot <laughs> we don't know about Norway. In fact, I knew very little about Norway before I took this trip. And we wound up here because we like to rotate where the meetings are. And Vebjorn really wanted to host us this year. And we were, of course, all excited to come to Oslo. Uh, I've never been here. It's a lovely city. But yeah, you know, Norwegians are among the world's leading readers and book consumers. In fact, they rank in at number two in Rudiger Vishenbard's book map report. Uh, indeed, what I learned is that every Norwegian reads at least one book per year. That's Pretty much every Norwegian that can read, of course, reads one book a year. Literacy rates are sky high. In fact, 40% of Norwegians read more than 10 books a year. Uh, this in a country of 5.3 million people. So pretty good numbers there. We'd like to see those numbers in the United States, of course. So among the guests that we met with uh, was Kristin Einersen, who's the director of the Norwegian Publishers Association and the leader of the Freedom of Speech Committee of the International Publishers Association. And, you know, so what makes Norwegian publishing special, what makes the Norwegian people such voracious readers, and he gave all the credit to the publishing system that exists here in Norway, which has changed quite a bit over the years, but is still very, very different from the publishing business we have in the States. And I'll try to explain the publishing business in Norway in 60 seconds or less. Anderson told us that the system is successful because it's designed to give writers time to develop and to take the pressure off publishers to cash in quick. And they do this in a few ways. The most notable to me was there's no literary agents here. Uh, that's right, folks. You heard it. No literary agents in Norway. Publishers have to woo and win writers in ways other than outbidding each other for money. Uh, and Einerson says that, frankly, leads to better quality, a better quality of life, a more sustainable quality of life for writers and publishers. And they can then, in turn, write better books. There's also a really good government-supported infrastructure bookstores, libraries, etc. In fact, there's a bookstore for every 8,000 citizens here in Norway. And the library system pays authors per read. Uh, in fact, they just cut a new ebook deal with libraries, much different than in the States. It's basically a pay-per-read model where licenses li or libraries license copies for 10 lens at a time for the same price as a book. So if you took the price of a book and divided it by 10, there would be your price per read. And the interesting thing about the library market is that the money that libraries collect doesn't go directly to authors. It goes to a collecting agencies who then take a hefty cut, I think 30 to 40 percent at least, he said. Uh, and then that money is redistributed to all authors in the country. So the best selling authors through the library market are not support are not just taking the money for themselves, but they're actually redistributing that money to support the writers in the books of tomorrow. Uh, and that's not all. The government also has a very strong and aggressive it supports a 
a literary translation project. Uh, in fact, the Norla, it's called Norla, the Norwegian Lit Abroad Project, supported by the government, saw, I think, almost 600 works last year uh, translated uh, from the Norwegian. So I have to be skeptical a little bit because the greedy capitalist American that I am, you know, I want to say, is this system really workable? You know, do we really not have agents? Do authors want to share their wealth uh, and then get it back through grants? Uh, and then our group had a chance to actually meet a best-selling Norwegian author, uh, Maya Lund, who wrote the international number one best-selling history of bees. And the first thing she said was she couldn't have done it without the system. Uh, she raved about the system of publishing here. She said the support it offered her as a writer was crucial. She loved her publisher. Um, it was really amazing. Now, I know Norway is a small country, so maybe that makes this whole system more workable. Uh, but the country also has plans to become a big cultural exporter in the coming years. Well, as you say, history of bees really has got them off to a good start, but they're going to continue that uh, hopeful trajectory for the book business in Norway in 2019. Norway will be the guest of honor at the Frankfurt Book Fair that year. So tell us what you think we can expect from that. Yeah, they're really excited about that. And we actually met with the man who was organizing that effort. His name is Haldor Goodmanson. And Norway has big, big plans. Uh, And this is just the beginning. They don't expect this to be a one-off in 2019. This is the start of something big for Norwegian literature. So the Norwegians hope. Uh, And again, and the first thing Haldor did when we talked to him was cited the system of publishing in Norway for what's going to help him make that effort succeed. And that's the system that supports everything from Nordic noir commercial novels to Karlov Nasgard and Joe Nesbo and, of course, uh, Maya Lund. It's really amazing here. We also heard from the head of Norway's major nonfiction collecting agency. They collect money f- through schools and libraries for the use of educational and nonfiction materials. And guess what? He stressed how good the publishing system was here in Norway, sensing a theme here. Uh, he said that author incomes in Norway uh, have remained stable. Uh, and we know that author incomes in the U.S. have taken quite a hit in the digital age. Has not happened here. And he notes that authors in Norway, what's really changed is that they're now drawing more more of their income from other sources like grants and library lends, etc., than they are from royalties. Uh, at one point, I asked Nor- if Norway had a piracy problem, if they were worried about people p- not paying to read, and he said no. And I asked, well, why is piracy an issue in so many places, but not in Norway? And all the Norwegians in the room agreed because the library system is good. So something to take away from that as well. Now, I don't know, still lots of uncertainty and lots of vulnerability in the global publishing market. But here in Norway, they seem to think they've got things figured out. Now, I guess we'll see if their model translates to success in becoming a cultural exporter, whether their books can really uh, start to take off outside the borders here. And we'll see if that can happen in the next few years. Indeed. And listeners who want to learn for themselves what reporters talk about when they get together will have a chance to sit in on such a conversation in May at Book Expo when editors and journalists covering the global book trade will join Andrew Albanese and me for a panel program. In the meantime, Andrew... There in Oslo, Norway, Tusentak. Thanks very much for joining me. My pleasure, as always. After an interval of more than a quarter of a century, the International Publishers Association Congress returns to India this year, starting February 10th. As much as India has transformed over the last 25 years, so has publishing. Yet the core concerns of IPA endure, freedom to publish and respect for copyright. In an age of fake news, censorship and piracy, IPA President Mikhail Coleman believes that publishers can be stewards of truth and quality. We live in a world, I would say, of alternative facts. So 
trust in reliable, high-quality information, it's now even more important than ever before. And it's the publishers around the world that have risen to this challenge and are publishing what I would call trustworthy information, as they have been doing for ages. And that's true for science publishers, for trade publishers, or educational publishers. And it only illustrates the importance of publishing today. A preview of the IPA Congress next on Beyond the Book. Beyond the Book is produced by Copyright Clearance Center, a global leader in content management, discovery, and document delivery solutions. Through its relationships with those who use and create content, CCC and its subsidiaries, RightsDirect and Ixis, drive market-based solutions that accelerate knowledge, power publishing, and advance copyright. Beyond the Book co-producer and recording engineer is Jeremy Brisky of Burst Marketing. I'm Christopher Keneally. Join us again soon on Beyond the Book. Mm-hmm.